Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 263 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Today we are talking healthy Halloween ideas and covering what we'll be doing this year for the holiday, how to navigate school and social gatherings that typically revolve around candy and treats, and we'll provide some ideas of how to create special traditions within your household without that dreaded sugar hangover. Plus, we'll also be taking a bunch of listener questions from everything on the best baby formula to when to take your B complex to whether calcium and iron in supplements interact and we need to worry about that. All of the things on all of the topics. Yes, we are excited to do another Q&A episode. It's been a while, Becky. I feel like at least 15 episodes ago, maybe more. These are always some of your favorites. And, you know, this is a less nerdy, more light and fun conversation. And Halloween is ever changing as Stella is growing older and more of the kind of peer influencing factors and such. So can't wait to talk switch witch and all of the things. But let's talk some updates before we jump into our topic on healthy Halloween. Yes. So first things first, you guys have two days at the time of this episode airing to jump in on our next level keto program. So it's starting on the 27th, which is Wednesday. Um, We'll be hosting this program over the lunch hour, central standard time at least, so 12 to 1 p.m. And basically you get to spend an hour with us really picking our brains, um, doing a lot of live interaction versus the more lecture format that we've done in the past with the Food as Medicine Keto programs. This is kind of the 2.0 where we personalize it and we help you to troubleshoot. We even have you wear a CGM or continuous glucose monitor as an option and can troubleshoot that starting around class three or or four. We're going to do a detox with you guys. All of the things. All the things you need, especially as we're going into that vulnerable time of cold flu, immune need, or higher susceptibility to illness, as well as higher susceptibility to weight gain through the holiday roll down the hill from Halloween all the way through Christmas and New Year's and beyond. So we can't wait to be support for you guys during this. It's also great. I mean, we're not going to lie. We do this for ourselves too, for accountability. Right. <laughs> Every year I do a 10-day detox between Thanksgiving and Christmas for the reason of having that reset point and eating lighter, brighter acids, you know, not just all those comfort warming foods. Mm -hmm. And even though the healthier versions of the almond flour cookies and such that creep in. And so we're really excited to do this alongside y'all leading all the way into, I think it's December 8th is our last class of six because we do skip the Wednesday of Thanksgiving week. Um, So seven weeks of coverage, direct interaction and engagement, and really allowing you that any 
equals one. We will literally answer your question of which lab should I start with? I'm thinking of doing the MRT and a stool test. We'll troubleshoot what's going on in your digestion in our third class, which is functional medicine deep dive on gut health and digestion. And you'll feel confident in the solution and where to move forward. We will work with you all about mastering your macros and really troubleshooting what phase from that tight phase one keto approach to phase 1.5 into phase two of maybe you need to liberate and play with carb cycling for best outcomes for hormones or thyroid or adrenals. Really next level approach to everything and the most intimate offering we have to work with you guys from wherever you are, but in a direct connection. So we do it like Brady Bunch style where you can have your screen on or off and just do audio, but you know, we have all the tiles up there and it's a fun conversation and really the greatest way to take your health to the next level all the way through the holiday season. Yes. And worth mentioning, this is the last live offering of the entire year. Um, so definitely go over and grab yourself a spot. If you have not already, it's at AllieMillerRD.com under next level keto. And the class is $199. Um, so that's for six classes, very comprehensive, awesome value. Yes. All right. Next up on December 4th, we've got a very exciting live event. So the return of live events. We're not waiting for anyone to tell us it's okay. Nope. We're We're not asking Fauci on our Halloween (laughs) trick-or-treating guidance. And we're not asking when we can gather. Oh, no. We're (laughs) gathering. Um, So on December 4th, it's a Saturday out in Wimberley in the Texas Hill Country. We will be hosting the Women's Wellness Workshop. So from 3 to 9 p.m., um, it's going to be a really fun event. And and we're kind of being let back out of our cages, if you will, with this like first event. Watch out. There's going to be some fierce hugging going on. And and smiling and belly feels and all the things. Becky and I were chatting before we went live for this episode today and she was like two hours of lecture like how are you doing this two hour of lecture and and we walked through the flow which is going to be so much fun we're inserting a lot of engagement so you know I won't be lecturing more than like 30 to 45 minute pockets at a time it's going to be a really fun day and a great way to just kind of rejuvenate and vitalize your spirit um, create strength and fortitude create new bonds and friendships with like-minded individuals and really kind of hone in on how we can support that gut immune connection as well as the stress, adrenal, thyroid, hormone, metabolic function, and so much more. We're going to include a wine tasting with dry farm wines and a charcuterie tasting from our friends at the Salumeria, uh, and that's going to allow time for some intimate Q&A experience. Becky and I will be stepping into their amazing chef's kitchen and doing about a two-hour cooking class. That'll be broken up into entrees and vegetable sides and desserts. And you all get to sit down for a four course dinner at the end of it. And there will be interactive workshops. So we'll probably be doing like fermentation stations, maybe doing the master tonic, playing with dips and spreads and dressings and talking about that fat, acid, salt, sweet it's going to be so much fun. You likely want to come with a girlfriend, right, Becky? Yes. I, I think yeah. you, I think you you can totally come on your own and you will meet friends by just coming, absolutely. But this is something to probably, if you've been talking about, oh, but Allie and Becky say this, and we're like a household name, bring your buddy that you're talking to us about, or if you have another um, podcast listening fan, um, it's going to be a great day. And it's during the holidays, it's December 4th, so a fun day to kind of shop in Hill Country as well. 
if you haven't been to Wimberley, there's a really sweet town square and it's kind of like a step back in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, freedom and support for Friendly Smiles in the space. And so we'd love for y'all to come out and check it out. And um, tickets for that are $200. And I believe uh, they go up on November 1st. So uh, we do have early bird sale of $175 all the way through November 1st. So if you listen to this live or in the next couple days, um, you can take advantage of that $25 savings. Yes. Link is in the show notes for all of the things. All right. Um, And lastly, let's talk a little bit of clinic stuff. Yeah. So Allie and I are taking new clients and we don't always talk about that or (laughs) let people know. Um, So we just moved over all of our clinic stuff, including um, ability to schedule and purchase consults all over to AllieMillerRD.com just to streamline things, make it a little bit less confusing. We still have two websites. The podcast notes always live on one for kind of liability and and just having that backup. Um, But we've moved everything over to AllieMillerRD.com, including a really comprehensive page um, about how you can become a client answering all of your frequently asked questions of like what the timeline would look like, um, what kind of investment to expect, you know, which lab should I start with, etc. cetera. Um, just pulling from all the questions that Brady answers all of the time. Yes. Um, so you can find that all over at AllieMillerRD.com um, under our clinic. Yes. And final, sorry, I lied. Uh, <laughs> final update is we are starting to get things rocking over at Patreon. So I started a Patreon page to be able to just share without filtering. I'm getting really sick of saying schmackschmeen and schmamdemic and um, getting censored and shadow banned and that damn slap on the wrist for speaking truth and medical freedom. And I decided that Patreon is really the way to do this because when you join as a Patreon, you can join at little as $3 a month, so less than a latte. And that's a great way for you to vote with your dollar to, to support the Naturally Nourished podcast. And also I will be doing Patreon follower specific posts Posts. So whenever I feel like I'm being a little too brave or sharing too much truth that's going to ultimately harm or shadow ban us, I'm just not going to be putting it anymore on Facebook or on Instagram. I will only be putting those posts specifically on Patreon. So you can anticipate at least twice a week posts that are going to be cutting edge research, uh, information on, of course, continuing to hold fortitude and being the light and just a more intimate experience that I feel I can be more vulnerable out there and not have to filter. And then we have tiers beyond the $3 a month, um, all the way up to $25 a month, which at that rate, you can enter into VIP perks. So if you are a typical naturally nourished supplement purchaser, you'll have built in supplement discounts that you can utilize. Also, exclusive VIP access to new formulas that we come out with, um, discounts on programs and digital products and so much more. So you can check out all of the tiers and offerings over at Patreon, which is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Allie Miller RD. And we welcome you into our space where we can kind of defy the gods of the technocrats and and social media space and uh just you know really share freely so we look forward to that for sure all right last little bit of logistical stuff before we start talking halloween Uh, so let's just take a quick word from our sponsor for this episode fond bone broth 
Yes. So y'all know that we love Fund Bone Broth. They make the best bone broth available and it is slow simmered and lovingly tendered truly throughout the entire process. And they painstakingly source from quality growers, both sustainable farms as well as uh, free range chicken and grass fed beef, which their grass fed beef blends are amazing. And then they take things to the next level by adding therapeutic blends of ingredients. So their bone broths are really functional in the sense that every ingredient is handpicked to optimize absorption of nutrients and enhance, as well as create a fabulous flavor profile. So I'm super into their spring clean, which is yellow onion, lemon, and radish. I've never successfully been able to add lemon to my own bone broth, especially those that I like reheat. Mm -hmm. It gets really tangy. I don't know what they're doing, but it's something magic. They must use like the rind and, and do like a partial, I don't know, but radish also have not been successful to do, but that yellow onion lemon and radish blend is so well-rounded um, it's Stella's favorite flavor as well and really supportive for liver health with those ingredients there the youth tonic incorporates shiitake mushroom and sage and shallot so that would be a really good one when we're talking about hormone balance and we're talking about as they call it youth tonic skin health and such and we know shiitake mushroom has high ORAC or antioxidant support we know sage has fabulous influence on um, fighting against gut bacteria imbalance as well as women's hormone balance and so much more and then in the seasonal time the conductor is the bomb as well it has butternut squash chipotle and rosemary so again they do like an infusion of the produce it's not blended so right. it's not like a butternut squash puree so it's still zero grams of carb you're still getting really good protein from the collagen and gelatin nice electrolyte boost and incorporating the fond bone broth could be used to even up level your health by doing a bone broth fast just like four jars a day for two to three days paired with our reset restore renew detox packs a great way to push the reset button if you don't follow our halloween advice yes <laughs> and yes. you're feeling like yuck <laughs> and you need to kind of get back on track and just sipping on fond bone broth throughout the immune season another way to really support gut health and um, enhance immune function as well as get that expectorant so like right now my stella had a little bit of a funky cold. She, of course, we're working on the nose um, blowing thing, but she's sucking some of it into her lungs. So she's doing a jar and a half of the Fond Bone Broth Spring Clean to help to work as an expectorant. And she sips it with a spoon straw, a metal spoon okay. straw, and she digs it. Yeah. Okay. So I heard um, her ask for bone broth popsicles yesterday. The, I know. Too. Yeah. I, I just didn't get ahead of it and oh, make them. Man. So I'll have to make them tonight. I wish they would travel well I would have just brought you some oh, but I don't man. know if they would make it an hour <laughs> out to you these days yes um but definitely I mean I'm sure you could actually we have the recipes on the blog for the bone broth popsicles but I bet just straight up freezing fond would do the trick because they're so flavorful right. and amazing right honestly um and even their new beef flavors I did the um I think it's called the stress stressless blend yes, and it's stressless. Got, um cinnamon and star anise it's got that like pho flavor and I used it as a base for like a an Asian soup pho Ooh. and it was amazing it's like your so sous good. chef in a jar um yep. really fabulous flavors and therapeutic quality ingredients so go on over to phone fond bone broth excuse me fond bone broth.com and uh backslash ali miller rd or just use the code ali miller rd at checkout and you will save 15 percent on your order and um we can't wait to hear about how much you love them too
All right, let's do it. So speaking of Miss Steli, um, so now that, you know, she's at a new school, she's been there like six weeks or so, or eight weeks. Goodness, I don't know. Since yeah. August. Yeah, um, mid-August, flying. so a while. Um, be but 12. really settling, yeah, really settling into to kindergarten at this point. Um, I want to hear kind of what the vibe is on this new school and, you know, Stella's diet and kind of what conversations you've had, because I know we've talked like previous episodes, you know, handling treats in the classroom, like you would, you know, be notified ahead of time if there was going to be a pizza day and you would bring her gluten-free pizza yeah, like at smart lunch flour. so she mm-hmm. wouldn't miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, or you did the little trick of like the frozen, you know, Ziploc baggies, frozen characters on, on the baggies. On the bag. And, like, putting little... <laughs> you know, chocolate chips and dried mango and things that she enjoyed. And that way, like when there was a birthday treat, Stella could just have one of those busted out and, and still feel like she had something special. But um, how is this school year maybe any different or, or how are you handling things now that she's five and, and you know, more autonomous every day? Yes, goodness. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, so so many fun things to share. And I'll try to keep it concise, but... Uh, this school is, uh, you know, she was in a Montessori like preschool essentially prior and it was more like reactive where I had to keep like a stash of healthy mm-hmm. treats and snacks because they just weren't organized enough to necessarily give me a heads up. Right. Um, this school has like a texting system and, you know, parent portal and all the things. Okay. And so um, they're super communicative and I will literally get, so I have on her health forms as I always recommend doing and advocating instead of writing, I, I do know that she has no allergies but she has food sensitivities and we keep a very clean paleo type diet please just ask me specifically if anything is to be given to her in the classroom for food because I don't you know I I have tried where I write like um she's not dairy free in general but I don't want her having conventional dairy you know she's not there's so (laughs) many nuances (laughs) and and I don't want to look like a jerk honestly so I just say just just I'm not even going to fill out this form per se just just contact me always and ask Um, And she's an amazing advocate still. Um, So I'll talk kind of the carrots and sticks, the sticks first, because that's like the the losses or the negatives. So one of the sticks is she's not really into having broccoli roasted in her lunch because one of her table mates said, ew, broccoli's disgusting, as did the other table Uh mate. And um, I asked her because she loves broccoli. Like literally she always asks for seconds and thirds of roasted broccoli, has eaten it in her lunch forever. And um, she was like, well... I do like it, mama, but I feel like I don't like eating it at school anymore. And so I kind of get it. Broccoli is one of those, be, being a cruciferous veg, a little bit more odorous, you know. And yep. so I'm sure that the kids at the table know <laughs> when she served it. So we navigated that and she's doing just like her cucumber slices still and her bell peppers mm-hmm. and her carrots. And um, we're playing with other cooked veg but the cooked veg at the lunch thing seems to be a little bit of an issue right now um she still was doing salmon but then that kind of became another thing too so she's still doing grass-fed burger patty she is doing um the like organic turkey with no added binders that we like roll Mm -hmm. up with a piece of raw aged cheddar cheese as like little like taco roll-ups um, she's also doing as protein still, like she'll do the epic salmon bites, probably just because they have less odors when I'm right, thinking, right. honestly. Yep. Um, and then she does salami, of course. And, and so she's doing really well in her protein world, but the cooked salmon and the cooked broccoli got the boot as far as lunches. She's still eating both of them for dinner. Um, and I think that's really the only stick I would share as far as the carrots or the wins, um, so super proactive communication with her teachers. Um, they did this thing on like candy corn 
And uh, so Stella didn't participate in eating the candy corn itself, but then the teacher made with whipped cream, uh, I think she used mandarin oranges and banana slices. I don't know, or orange segments like Mm -hmm. clementines and and banana slices. So I let her participate in that. So they made like a trifle kind of thing, I think, and layered it. And um, I was like, okay, you know, she told me all the ingredients. They even made, um, they made chocolate chip cookies in their science class because they were doing measuring. And they purchased, because she sent me the box. She's like, I I got these gluten-free cookies for the classroom. Is this okay for Stella to have? And it was the Simple Mills, like, gluten-free cookie mix. So I was like, sweet, that's pretty appropriate. Um, And so that's been really great. And she seems to be pretty empowered, minus just those little ewes (laughs) on her veg and salmon. Um, and so much is so that there's a space in town, um, an ice cream shop, and uh, they have Amy's ice cream. We used to be like Team Lick only because Lick is grass-fed creamery. Amy's is at least hormone-free and antibiotic-free. And so good, better, best, I, I let her do Amy's ice cream sometimes. And um, she likes the darkest chocolate that they have. And she ordered a tiny scoop, they call it for kids, tiny chocolate with fresh strawberries, please. And the teenage girl working there um, was like, oh, we don't have strawberries, but we do have cherries. Would you like that? And Stella was like, sure. And so this girl like hooked up Stella with all of the cherries and they weren't like, as you can imagine right away, right? Mm. They're not like fresh cherries that have been pitted. These are like the maraschino, like probably in high fructose corn syrup and with the red 40 and all the things. And so I had that like moment where Stella like gets it because I let her like use, you know, I let her pay and and we like do the change thing or use my credit card. And so she's getting to that like cool, like she likes to order and have that leadership autonomy. And so we sit down at the table and she looks at me and she goes, I kind of think that these cherries have food coloring in them. (laughs) And I looked at her and I said, yeah, Yeah. they definitely do. Because I wasn't going to speak out. I was going to like just see how she navigated, Mm -hmm. you know. And I said, so what do you want to do about that? And she's like, uh... Do I need a new scoop? And I was like, no, I think we can just like scoop off the cherries if you don't want to eat them. And so we grabbed a napkin and like fished out the cherries and just scooped as much as we could of the syrup. There was maybe a little bit of contact, whatever. Um, But she looks at me and she goes, oh, mama, I think we need to go tell that girl that there's food coloring (laughs) in her cherries. And I was like, well... She either knows and doesn't care or, you know, it's like, so, so bless her heart. She's at that age where I think she's getting a little bit of the like healthy food isn't cool. And then also the like confusion of like, doesn't everyone know about these right. things? Right. <laughs> I saw her at a bingo night. We had a, a family bingo night and like this mom was offering her like goldfish, goldfish crackers and like all the individual like chips mm-hmm. ahoy bag. And Stella goes... Oh, I don't eat things with characters on them. And then she mm-hmm. said, she said, that probably has gluten and food coloring, right? And the mom like looks and I was oh like, oh, help us. <laughs> so what we're working on right now is our grace right. in our delivery, um, especially as she's now old enough to like go to friends' houses. Sure. And I don't want to like ripple the water of being like the, the we just want to do it in a way that isn't rude and can support our body and our choices, but still be really kind and... Um, yeah, not we don't want to ever deliver it in shame. Sure. And yep. we always want to be welcomed at people's households, not that kid that, you know, whatever. So yep. Yep. that's fun. And that's what we're navigating now. And and then she's just been under the weather a little bit. And so yesterday we were hanging out with Becky and Byron and Noah and Stella said, well, looks like tomorrow's a day I'll be needing some bone broth popsicles and bacon only. Yeah. <laughs> we were laughing really hard at that. So that's our updates. All right. Awesome. Um, what about Halloween? What do you guys have planned? What's happening around here? 
So we are finally evolving from the ever hanging out world of cats because she was like a cat for two years and then (laughs) Simba and then she was a cheetah. So those were her Halloween costumes through age four. You know, like we're moving from the feline space into mermaids. But it's the best costume, Allie. I I know. I I know. I've been a cat like. 10 times at least. <laughs> Crazy cat lady. Um, so Stella did have a mermaid costume from her birthday and then was also gifted a mermaid costume. And I'm really stoked that at five and a half, she doesn't really care about re-wearing. So mm-hmm. she's going to be a mermaid and I'm all into that. And I am going to be a mermaid with her. No, I'm not wearing shell bikini. I'm wearing like a sparkly pink tank top and a probably sweatshirt because it's going to be cold-ish mm-hmm. in Texas. And then Brady got the like Katy Perry halftime uh, shark costume <laughs> from back when she did the Super Bowl. So it's going to be just ridiculous. I'm sure you guys will post p- pictures on Instagram, I'm sure. Um, or maybe that should just be a Pinterest. I mean, uh, not Pinterest, Patreon. a Patreon only. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, but we'll definitely be sharing stuff on that. And we are doing trunk or treat at her school. So because we just moved, I have all these big wardrobe boxes and I I got uh, spray paint and uh, I was telling Stella, I was like, this is one of the only times that you should have a mask on maybe outdoors and when you're spraying spray paint. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was laughing about that. But um, we spray painted like an ocean scene essentially of like waves that will pop in the back of our trunk. And then I'm working on like jellyfish and fish and other things with more fluorescent color that will hang with fishing line. And I think just like use tacks to hook into the ceiling of the car. And then um, we bought a cheapo fishing pole, like a $5.99 fishing pole. And we're going to connect that to a clothing um, pin, clothing pin. Yeah, clothespin. Clothespin. Yeah. yeah, the pincher kind. Yeah, and um, then I bought a bunch of stuffies. So they're from Oriental Trading Company, like you know, fifty stuffies for whatever twenty five bucks or something like that, and um, a bunch of packs of uh, sea turtles and uh, dolphins with sequins that change colors and fish. And so the kids, um, her school goes up through sixth grade. Brady was like, fifth and sixth graders don't want stuffy. So I do have other things like sticky pumpkins and um, pens with like whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, But basically they'll be able to fish with their fishing pole. And then Brady's going to be laying down behind the cardboard and sticking. In his shark costume? No, I don't think he's going to wear. I don't know if he'll have to wear the shark in the trunk. I don't know. That would be really great. (laughs) He'll just be sweaty. (laughs) But he will definitely be the shark when we go treating in our neighborhood, which that will be on actual Halloween. And then there's some fun stuff in town. There's like a bluegrass band thing happening on the 31st that we might try to hit up. We're just going to navigate all the things, but um, it should be a blast. And in our household, we'll be doing uh, whatever's left of those stuffies right. as the giveaway. Yep. And then other like little elements, like we still have some bendables. I don't know if there's actually a name for them, but they're like, you know, rubber googly eye guys with like bendable appendages. And then again, like the sticky hands are in the form of Halloween stuff. So like a sticky ghost, a sticky cat and a sticky pumpkin and all the stuff you just reminded me i have all these favors left over from noah's birthday that i think i'll i'll put out so just opting out of the the candy thing not handing out candy and, and you know i think for kids it can be novel and fun to get like a especially stuff he's still his age is like very into that so yeah yeah i mean i think that'll be a hit up through like third fourth grade yep. and then you know we'll try to do some of the other cool stuff um what are you guys doing in your family costume wise or <laughs> plans and noah is now like we were out to dinner last night and there were christmas tree lights mm-hmm. at this restaurant and i was just saying oh this is gonna be such a fun holiday season because like last holiday season 
I mean, he in October he, he was, was so only little. a month yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was six weeks last yeah. Halloween. When and he was like, a baby yeah, cheetah, yeah, yeah. so tiny, baby yeah. cheetah. He had no idea what was going on. <laughs> right. So this is going to be cool watching the oh, wonder. Yeah. The wonder of yep. the seasons already starting. Yeah, we're doing like little, you know, nighttime because it gets dark so much earlier. All of a sudden, um, so we're walking like right after dinner with the stroller yeah. and like showing him the lights in our neighborhood and. Somebody's got the inflatable T-Rex that you guys have. So oh, cool. Like, I know. Yeah. Uh, very into pumpkins right now. Papa pumpkins. Um, they're very exciting. So I think we'll do some like painting of pumpkins uh, cool. coming up here soon. Don't let him eat the paint, but maybe with his, his edible finger paint. Yeah. Um, and then I've had a hard time getting Byron on board with the family costume. So I think... What we're doing is this like show on Netflix called, I think it's Netflix Squid Game. It's like a Korean show that is apparently the number one show right now. And it's quite violent. I didn't really watch it. Obviously, (laughs) Noah has not watched it. Um, But the costume is really simple. Like there's like a red jumpsuit that Byron happens to have his reds left over from when he worked at Shell that we wore one year for Halloween already. Oh, your Bagwans? Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then a green jumpsuit for like the contestants. So I think Noah and I are just going to do some version of that, but I may, I may spin it at the last second and do something cuter. Cause I'm like, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to, people aren't going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Allie might have to buy him an Etsy costume or one of those pottery barns. Just because I feel like with his toddling walking stage that he's at, like he needs a tail or something, you know, yeah, something cute and like booty be a good lion I think I'm seeing something with a tail and like fluff yeah I mean he can at least have a second look yeah I might pivot this whole squid game situation (laughs) (laughs) well you guys know you'll see pictures uh but our neighborhood's just having like a little um parade down the streets oh cool that'll be so much fun get the stroller involved in that and oh yeah you know be home in time for dinner and and cobwebs and all that stuff yep that he's gonna want to put in his mouth yep (laughs) all right Awesome. Um, so let's talk um, maybe into some of the navigation stuff uh, about, yeah. you know, an approach for navigating the treats and the candy that Stella will be getting. Obviously, you're not giving it out. You won't have it in the house, but she will inevitably be handed some candy. Oh, yeah. Treating. All of the um, candy. So what's the game plan to switch which still work? Yeah. Um, and, and what's she getting this year? I won't tell her. I know. Don't tell. <laughs> um, so she's still, like I said, super motivated and empowered, probably to the level that we have to now navigate the doing it with kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the way she sees and has learned about Halloween is that like the candy, because it's not a whole real food, which she will clearly tell anyone, um, it's like it's almost like you're getting tickets. Like I think she thinks of it as like an inanimate inedible object Uh like so Uh it's like she's collecting like coins or like tickets so she's still stoked to like get all the candy but she's not interested in trying to consume it um she has a a perception i believe still that is like okay the more i get the more i get to put out for the switch Mm -hmm. witch and the switch witch is going to get me something cool um and so that's you know kind of what we're hoping for this year again and I, I think will come into fruition um you know Brady is always navigating with your partner and um figuring things out luckily Brady's really solid on the like he understands there's no benefit of her having high, partially hydrogenated and we're going to get into today's episode on like the biggest mm-hmm. things to avoid and he's on board with all that stuff but he still kind of is about like giving her a treat mm-hmm. as well and so I'm okay with that I can compromise with that and so we do still like 
the Theo's dark chocolate bars, um, just like we do for Easter with like a basket where we'll, we'll give her probably 80% toys, 20% mm-hmm. treats. Um, but we'll do clean treats. The, the probably most processed of those that she'll do is going to be either the um, like organic gummy thing, um, which again, we would be like two bags that she can not have, you know, only one bag in a day and then maybe one two days later. And then the Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Those are the two mm-hmm. like kind of name brandy things that are more kid specific. Um, so she will get a little bit of that in the switch, which swap out. And then honestly, I don't know yet, but it, it's going to have to be some kind of a cool game or mm-hmm. activity. Um, I'm not sure if I'll think in the mermaid theme world, I got her just as like a rainy day project, which she doesn't know about yet. And it's in her closet, a pie. So maybe I could just do this. Um, it's like a terrarium. And so it's like under the sea, like where you like stick putty and like make a cool scene. And so that'd be a fun thing that we could do together, but it'll be something kind of artsy crafty, I'm sure. And she's going to love it. It's going to be all good. So basically she puts all her candy out the switch, which comes that night of Halloween and the next morning she's got treats and toys yeah and so safe. you know when we had stairs which we don't in the rental um we just like put it out on the steps so we'll just find a spot in the house like the family room probably and set it all out and write the switch which a note or something and then the switch which like writes a note back and you get um one novel toy of a value of generally speaking what i recommend is like 20 to 30 dollars sure. so like something yep. that makes an imprint not just like a real passive and then maybe two to three clean treats yep, yep. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm glad I don't have to navigate candy with Noah yet. We'll just, right. He'll probably like look at wrappers and be like, you know, right. crinkle Crunching them, them. And crunch them and literally think it's a toy and then forget about it. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Yes. <laughs> um, what about um, kind of bridging this middle ground? Like for parents who maybe, you know, they have seven or eight year olds and, and they've allowed the kids in prior years to like go nuts on the candy or at least have the candy. Yeah. And, and maybe they're trying to like, real things in this year, shift the family to a real food diet. Like where would you start for them? Because the kids already kind of know yeah. what candy tastes like and, and um, you know, have that ingrained from prior Halloween. So what what would be a way to I like think that's a really to- good question. And yes, of course, setting the tone proactively with the switch, which early on makes it a lot easier than the switch, which just becoming sure. a concept and you're like clickbaiting them and they're like, Arr. but I still think it'd be worth having the conversation. And maybe if they're older, like let's say maybe eight, nine, 10, and you're not going to go into the, you know, fantasy world of the switch, which you just say, Hey, this candy's not good for your body. I mean, this is how mm-hmm. I would approach it, just being right. honest and frank. I would just be like, you know what? This stuff is going to not be great for your microbiome or if we call it the buddies in your belly or your gut. Um, it's going to mess with your energy levels and has ingredients that are not optimal for your body or that could do disservice in your body or be harmful for your body or isn't real food, however we describe that. And then here's your options. Would you like to trade this out for two to three treats? Would you like to, you know, go to a clean grass-fed ice cream shop with me? Or would you like to cash it in? I'll buy it back. Like a lot of, I think at the age Mm -hmm. of like eight and onward, you can literally just offer them a buyback. Yeah. And so you can say, we can, we could do something fun, like weigh it. Mm -hmm. And so you could use like your household scale and you can, you know, tear or just get the weight of a, a bowl and then say like, okay, for every I don't know what candy weighs this year, but I've seen kids with pillowcases, you know what I mean? But you could say like for every pound of candy that you give back, I will give you $10 or, you know, whatever that works to kind of scale them. And I think doing it in a way that they get to make the choice and have the autonomy Mm -hmm. is going to be the most successful 
and um, empowering them through the process on the why so that you're not the like bad person. And then the modeling, right? Like they can't then see dad eating the three musketeers in front of them. Right. Um, right. Because that's not cool. You got you to toss it. You got to get it out of the house. Yes. Um, for sure. And, and there's some fun like math projects that you can do. I'm just thinking that totally. like buying back world, like making a bar graph with your candy and literally like pasting it onto the bar graph. Like mm-hmm. this is how many Reese's I got, how many Milky Ways, Snickers, whatever. And then you just like throw that whole thing away yeah. or you assign a monetary value like per piece. Yeah. Let them add it up, do some, you know, simple yeah. addition yeah. And, and math there and then like cash it in. I think it's a, a great strategy. Yeah. I always sit with every year the dance of like, oh, like where do we put the candy? Right. Um, and honestly, it does go in the trash. And I've thought back and forth of like, do I, I don't want to give it to someone that's homeless because that's going to like ultimately drive disease. I just, right. again, I don't see it as a There's neutral not a place thing. For it. I see it as a harmful thing. And so I can't think of like where to like donate it or give it. And so I do end up just throwing yep. it in the trash. Yep. Speaking of, let's talk about the ingredients that belong in the trash. So like what's the kind of spectrum of of the worst things or things to like absolutely avoid? Like if you were going to let your kiddos kind of sift through their candy and and pick their top three pieces or something, which I've heard is I think that's reasonable too, too. right? Like you say like, okay, on Halloween night, you may have three pieces of anything because ultimately Mm -hmm. I do believe the dose makes the poison, but it is a little bit of confusion if... You know, so you can have that conversation of this is a one-off. This is not something that we consume in our household, but you can choose three things. And then, you know, tomorrow you can have two things and then it's all going and then you can still buy back. And that could be an option as well. But there's just so many different ingredients that can be concerning. Um, Of course, one of the primary ones is high fructose corn syrup. And it's not just the fact that that sweetener is high glycemic index um, and creates blood sugar spikes in the body but the concern is that remember high fructose corn syrup and fructose in general is a hepatotoxin and so this in itself actually stresses the liver Um, we know that high fructose corn syrup is derived from genetically modified corn and so this will be laden with pesticides Um, we know of course the roundup ready um, corn is going to have that glyphosate residue which can further exacerbate toxicity and liver damage Um, We know that high fructose corn syrup has been tied to hypertension, to insulin resistance, to metabolic disease, and so much more. And then just all of the the level of sweet that they're getting in that creates that palate, again, of kind of desensitizing with these hyperpalatable foods, desensitizing the palate to simple natural flavors. And then that makes healthy eating more difficult once you've kind of created that stimulus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a big area of focus for sure. And then, um, the world of the like fats that are used in a lot of these products in like the caramels and like Mm -hmm. the, um, foamy, like, I don't, I don't even know how you describe like Milky Way is one that has partially hydrogenated oils. Yeah. That stuff called like the like nugget, like nugget, like whatever stuff is in there, like airiness of marshmallow thing. I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Well, anyway, it's partially hydrogenated (laughs) oils. And um, we know that trans fats, of course, are a big concern when we're looking at cardiovascular disease. Again, big driver towards obesity and toxicity. Mm -hmm. So partially hydrogenated oils are one we try to avoid. And these can be found also in like the peanut butter cups and such. So that's why we would do just like the Justin's 
option um, or we'll talk in a moment with things you can make and that's a really fun we were talking about some riffs on our recipe on the blog as well earlier today Um, and then the third area beyond the high fructose corn syrup and the partially hydrogenated oils is the food colorants Um, so that's one that like Stella has really taken a liking to being hyper aware of apparently which is awesome it's Um, most like visual element right you can tell when a color doesn't come from nature. Kids can tell, adults can tell, oh, you know. Also that happened at the snow cone place. Oh, yeah. Like cuz I asked the girl also like this whatever. This woman working the snow cone truck was like a total space cadet and I was like, "Uh, I had ordered a snow cone at the same place before and they had two natural flavors mm-hmm. and their natural was watermelon or um uh, strawberry and I had confirmed with the gentleman that owned the snow cone truck I was like oh so tell me what natural means because right what the hell does that mean mm-hmm. so I was like is there food coloring in this one and what kind of sweetener is used and so it was cane sugar and it was actual fruit puree or juice so like watermelon pressed juice with cane sugar or strawberry um, you know puree with cane sugar so I was okay with her doing that as a one-off treat, you know, after she had her protein at her meal or whatever. And we went like a third time and this girl was like, uh, Stella was like, I would like the one with no food coloring, please. Like that's literally how she orders. She's ridiculous. And so the girl was like, oh, okay. And I was like the natural strawberry and watermelon. And she literally gives it to us. Like we got distracted. It was hot, whatever. And she like gives it to us and it's like blight broad, blood red. And Stella looks at me and I look at her and she goes, oh, well, like the strawberry flavor was like really like see-through. And so I added the regular strawberry on top. I was like, what the hell? Like, what do you think our point was when my daughter actually ordered the one without the food coloring as her first sentence out of Uh her mouth? And so Stella looks at me and and she did take a bite. And then she looks at me and she goes, yeah, mom, there's definitely food coloring in here. And she's like, I think we should just toss it. Mm -hmm. So we threw it out. Um, Yeah, she's a big advocate on that one. But we know there's so many studies that look at um, attention deficit disorder, behavioral problems. Uh, Artificial food colorants can really drive a stimulation impact on our neurological system. There's also studies that will show connection to asthma and then even cancer. Um, We know that a lot of these um, food colorants are derived, they're petroleum-derived compounds. And so you're also getting that toxicity that's fat-soluble, even though it's like coming in a liquid or seemingly like Sour Patch Kids, for instance, don't seem like they have quote-unquote fat in them. But the um, you know food colorants themselves can really stick around in the body and drive that toxicity and, and neurological impact. Oh, man. Yeah. There's so much. Have effort. fun, Becky. We'll see how. Can't wait to talk to you in two years. I remember about uh, pulling out one of my fillings with a Sour Patch Kids and never ate one again. Oh. They're like that gummy, sticky, you know, oh, yeah. when you're a teenager. Sweet, if I recall right, Swedish fish were even more so. Like, like. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's and, you know, thing. I was tricked into eating probably more food coloring than any of those because as a ballerina, like as soon as I like was trying to be quote unquote healthy, drinking diet soda mm-hmm. and eating the fat free gummy candies. Oh yeah. That was I what like I thought Twizzlers was all the time because I thought choice. it was healthy. Yeah. It's like, it's licorice. It's natural and fat free. Oh goodness. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's cover a few more tips. Obviously we've talked about, you know, replacing the candy doing the buyback system or, you know, rationing it and kind of phasing it out at an agreed upon um, timestamp. Let's maybe give some ideas of like real food treats that you could make 
within your own household. Obviously, you're not going to hand them out necessarily at, at Halloween, unfortunately, but like fun stuff you could make. Yeah, maybe if it is like a good intimate group uh, of block party or, you know, within gathering, one of our things that we're going to make together when we go to Fredericksburg is a riff on our um, cutout cookie recipe, the almond flour honey cutout cookie and we're going to add some pumpkin puree in it so mm-hmm. if it goes well we will definitely be sharing that before this episode airs right yes. it could be the featured recipe it might be a huge hit um and then you know we were talking about playing with that uh the it's the the icing that we use typically is like the heavy whipping cream and just a little bit of powdered sugar but we could play with adding in a little sprinkle of pumpkin pie spice um to give it a little bit more of that or pumpkin puree into that to give it a little bit of color um, so we'll be playing on a riff there, which will be a good time. And then one of Stella's favorites, which is already up on the blog, is our homemade chocolate um, peanut butter cups. So just using the molds that you can get for like the peanut butter cup molds, or you could do whatever you want, like Legos or whatever mm-hmm. gelatin type mold that you might have around the house. And you can use a quality peanut butter. You add vanilla extract, sea salt. Um, you just melt quality 80% or darker dark chocolate. Um, and so you put a little bit of that. Then you kind of fill the middle, um, add it on top. Is that right? And um, we were talking about also riffing this um, because we were inspired by Hugh Kitchen's like pumpkin pie spice chocolate yeah, bar that they yeah. have out. And I was like, oh, let's add some pumpkin pie spice and swap out for almond butter instead of peanut butter um, cause to just give it a little bit more of like a that like roasted – I think the mm-hmm. almond butter has a little more – it will sing better to those yeah. ingredients yeah, in yeah. my perspective. Um, so we'll also be playing with that maybe in time for this or sometime maybe before Thanksgiving or whatnot. Um, I think you can do a lot of fun stuff. You can use coconut shreds. You can – um, play with different things on the inside, like adding some collagen if you want to add a little bit of protein into the nut butter and so much more. Yeah, and a fun one for like older kids too to help like pour the chocolate and, mm-hmm. and add coconut shreds on top or some other topping, cacao nibs or um, I always like some good quality sea salt on top for that like salty sweet. Yes combo and something i'm gonna play with this season so stella loves just using dark chocolate and let's put the coupon code for hue since we're talking about chocolate 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 because their gems would work really well this is like melting chocolate that Uh they have um you can get bags of them you can use ally miller rd on their website and you'll be able to save i think it's 15 percent off um so you could get a couple bags to get you through the whole holiday season you can use them um for like a drizzle on top of things like i like to do roasted nut blends um and so you could use the recipe from the naturally nourished cookbook which uses like that's the classic like maple a little bit of robust maple um, pinch of cayenne fresh chopped rosemary um, and then a high heat oil like avocado oil in there and you kind of toss all the nuts and roast them in the oven and salty sweet crunchiness mm-hmm. um, you could also do that similar recipe reduce the maple and then drizzle dark chocolate on the nuts which would be fun and i was going to say with the dark chocolate steli loves um the just dark chocolate strawberries where we literally just buy a pint of dark chocolate, excuse me, a pint of strawberries and we do the double boil of the gems and then she loves doing the dipping mm-hmm. process. Um, but we might play with apples or I might try to come up with a uh, caramel. Um, okay. I haven't made like 
dipped like dipped caramel apples and I'm not sure if I can with natural ingredients get that hardening effect uh-huh. but we can at least can slice apples like, and yeah. drizzle yeah. and like top with like roasted nuts uh-huh. and I think that could be like really yeah. good a jar of that like goat milk Cajeta. caramel cajeta yeah bridge you're reminding me of that that would go really well you're right that's kind apples. of already done maybe I just you do could that. just pick that up farmers markets usually we'll yeah <laughs> there's a goat milk vendor yep and then using seasonal molds for like gummies yeah. always a yeah, fun yeah. thing and so we have already on the we blog yeah. like the ghosts mm-hmm. which use the coconut milk and vanilla bean um you can use a combination of like a little bit of orange in there and um, uh, grape or uh, the con- the Concord grape or uh, tart cherry mm-hmm. if you wanted to get like blood skeleton looking things. Um, but you know, the gelatin is going to give you that gummy texture and then using the natural juices will give you the color without the food colorants. Yes. And then on the blog, we also have a kind of creepy recipe. I think it's literally called like severed thumbs with... <laughs> Yeah. Bloody ketchup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially taking like clean hot dogs, uh, mm-hmm. so like the Teton Waters or another clean brand. And, and you kind of get creative of like slicing the like knuckles into them. You can do a mm-hmm. slivered almond as the thumbnail um, and then serving that with an MCT oil ketchup. So just taking a, a clean ketchup like Primal Kitchen blend. And um, adding some MCT to that for a little bit of added fat and neurological support. Yeah, a little ketone boost to help you out there. And um, yeah, it's fun because that's totally where we're moving with Stella. I think next year I might try to throw a Halloween party. And I've already been thinking about like the creepy tactile stuff, Uh you know? And so when she's in first grade, I was like, ooh, we could do grapes, like frozen grapes in olive oil. Or maybe I'll even use like a cheaper oil because we won't be eating it. Like for them to like reach their hand in and they'll be like, you Sounds know, like creepy it'd and like be really creepy. Yeah. Or because like they'll be like eyes, uh-huh, I think we'll uh-huh. call them, you know, or olives mm-hmm. in all in some kind of oil. And, you know, where, where you kind of do like the, the reach your hand in, you can't yeah, see what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. RMA, which we've used RMA, mm-hmm. which is a seaweed or sea vegetable in some salad dressings, um, excuse me, salad um, options on the blog. There's that. RMA avocado almond salad. Uh-huh. So we can link that just so people can get familiar with that. It's a beautiful salad, um, really good for thyroid support. But RMA feels like like brains or like hair Worms or something like that. Worms, or yeah. Super when creepy. it rehydrates. Yep. Um, so I'm just starting to kind of turn the wheel on on those types of fun things. And I think Jello would be a fun thing uh-huh. to have in oh, yeah. as well as yep. something to like reach into. Um, so stay tuned for next year. That's where I'll be going. Yeah. All right, I will link all of the fun recipe stuff we have out there in today's show notes. Um, And then maybe as another idea, just opting out of candy or sweets or treats altogether and doing just like a special special movie night. Yeah. um, Letting the kiddos select a, you know, not too scary, but maybe like, you know, um, Halloween-esque movie or doing like a family game night just to opt out of like all of it could work too. Totally. And, um, in our area, they're doing an outdoor movie screening of Coco because Day of the Dead is right Right. around the corner as well. So that's, I think a fun family friendly, positive movie instead of those that are kind of ghouly and, you know, yes. Um, and then we talked already about like the non-food treat stuff, um, you know, that you're handing out, but also doing things like glow sticks, temporary tattoos, like all of that I think is is a great option. Um, what about options 
if you are handing out candy or want to have like other real food replacements for your family. Yeah. So, you know, doing like the like fruit leathers Mm -hmm. or the like that's it bars, which are made from just fruit could be an option. Um, You could do those Justin's peanut butter cups, but they're kind of pricey, I think, Mm -hmm. honestly. (laughs) to do right to just give out right uh you know there's unreal chocolate coconut bars yeah they make these like little mini sizes i did them for easter because we had a couple kids over um kind of pricey also right could work costco has them now okay okay Um, and Uh, they're literally just you know sweetened coconut but i think it's with coconut sugar like pretty clean and and dipped in chocolate so well same thing with like the um you know, the perfect snack, like those are the perfect, the perfect bar line. We do the perfect snack peanut butter uh-huh. cups more than the Justin's because they're more health supporting. Right, they right. don't have the soy lecithin in them. Again, pricier, but for the household code work, because perfect mm-hmm. bar also makes now the minis. Yeah. And yep. so those minis with like a drizzle of dark chocolate could be a cool thing to do as something probably within the household. And same with like then the quality chocolate line. So like whether it's a Hue, again, Kitchen Bar or Theo's or the Lake Champlain, um, there's going to be all sorts of kind of cleaner options. It's just good, better, best. I, I, I mean, I don't know. You could call it cheap, whatever. But I just figure if the kids that are grabbing from my bag because my family's going trick-or-treating. Right, right. And so we're so leaving, leaving on a bowl doorstep. Kids probably are going to take like three or four. Right. And price-wise. And you don't want to be like the Apple house or like the, yeah. what was Brady calling you, the toothbrush house. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, these giveaways are cool. Um, yeah. But all of those yep. are things to yep. consider. Yeah. Um, let's just take a quick word from our second sponsor for this episode, NutriSense, before we get into Q&A. Yes. So we keep talking CGM and just a couple weeks ago, we released a video on the Naturally Nourished YouTube channel all about how you can use a continuous glucose monitor. That's what a CGM is. And it can provide you real-time glucose data. Each sensor that you purchase lasts for 14 days. So that's two weeks, 24-7 information of what your blood sugar is doing. So we're able to see the influence of sleep, stress, exercise, and diet. And then the team at NutriSense works with registered dietitians to help to provide personalized recommendations on how you can get your blood sugar into better balance, less variability, which is the spikes and crashes, and how you can really improve your health. So you might actually make connections on how your midday meditation is bringing your blood sugar level down 13 to 15 points. And on the converse, when you're having a stressful phone call with your boss, you need to take Gabacol because your blood sugar is going up into the 140s and you need to work with some stress reducing tools to help to regulate that. So this is really wearing a CGM is a way to get the proof in the pudding, if you will, or see real time information on the behavior changes or supplement strategy or exercise or diet impact and what's actually happening in your body. Because we know blood sugar metabolism is highly corresponding to your adrenaline or your epinephrine, that fight or flight chemical surge and cortisol. And so that can tell us about how stress is impacting our body. It can also tell us how we're eating. Um, So really great tool to consider for accountability as we're entering into this slippery slope in the holidays. Nothing like wearing a CGM through Thanksgiving week to ensure you're not having that 
fourth slice of pie or whatever, right? Because you'll be watching yourself go up into the 200 plus of your blood mm-hmm. sugar and that's going to keep you extremely accountable. Um, so again, NutriSense completely takes out the guest work from the equation. It provides you personalized information in response to your food, stress, exercise, and sleep. Instead of a one-size-fits-all recommendation, you can see the action of how your body works. Um, when you go on over to NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD, I want to kind of tell you guys where to go and what to look for because this is an area of confusion. So again, NutriSense is partnered with us as a podcast sponsor and currently they only offer direct-to-consumer subscriptions for your CGM and so that will lock you into at minimum a three-month plan. But when you go NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD, and we'll put the direct link in the show notes, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can actually purchase just a two-week wear, a one-time purchase for $175 without being locked into subscribing. I will say, once you use your first NutriSense monitor, you're probably going to want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still do it you know, at the six-month mark and not have to be locked into a subscription when you use my unique code um, and that unique URL. It's a great way um, to, again, learn about and be empowered by your metabolic flexibility you might find beyond that accountability and maybe restriction or accountability in the sense of maybe not overindulging, you might find on the other end that you have more metabolic flexibility than you anticipated and you can actually have a whole Honeycrisp apple with roasted almond butter and your blood sugar looks within eight points of a variable, which is fabulous. And you stay from, you know, 96 to, you know, 104 or whatever, something like that. Yeah, and we have that great um, CGM YouTube video that we just yes. um, put out that I will link for you guys where we actually walk through like unboxing it, how to put it on, kind of some of the nuances of, of wearing it for that two-week time period, and we go through our personal data and some of the like aha moments, some of the supplementation kind of tweaks and, and strategies. So that'd be a really good way to get familiar like as you're waiting for your CGM to show up. Yes. And again, CGMs are generally only through prescription for diabetics. So this is a great, you know, again, direct to consumer, more to learn about that N equals one individualized optimal health world for those of you that are, you know, keto curious or figuring out what your glycemic index can be. And again, how your lifestyle can impact blood sugar. So it's NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD. All right, let's round it out with just a couple of questions here. So nothing Halloween specific or related, just random questions. Um, I've gotten kind of a version of this question like three times in the past week, and then you just forwarded me an email. You had the same question from someone. Um, So we definitely want to address baby formula. We talk so much about breastfeeding and baby led weaning in our new program, Naturally Nourished Food is Medicine for the Whole Family. But what about those who are unable to breastfeed? What's the good, better, best of formula? Yeah. So um, what's interesting is in the U.S., there are not many options available Uh -uh. that don't have pro-inflammatory industrialized oils um, or refined processed sweeteners and other gunk, including synthetic nutrients that just don't belong in a building 
building a baby's body um, and helping to set the foundation of their nourishment. Um, So when we're looking at the kind of good, better, best spectrum, those that I've seen, and we can put links to them in Mm -hmm. the show notes, um, Kenda Mill, Hip, and Hall. I think it's pronounced Hall or Hole. I'm not sure, but H-O-L-L-E. Um, you know, so they all have a little bit of variance within them. There's the HIP, H-I-P-P, Dutch stage one, which is free of the prebiotics and probiotics. Um, and so if you're suspecting uh, dysbiosis or you're using a quality um, probiotic on your own that you want to control and, and do like as a liquid dropper probiotic um, or you want to add a powdered probiotic capsule to the formula, that's a good option that provides that um, ability to kind of modify as needed. Um, what are the other ones that you've kind of known or talked to clients about? Yeah, it's, it's a really tricky world to mm-hmm. navigate. Like there's maltodextrin and then there's soy, like the Bobby organic, which is probably the best U.S. one that's mm-hmm. infant approved, um, does contain soy. Um, but I came across recently Serenity Kids, I think it is. Um, they make those like pouches that are cleaner, that are like bone broth based with real ingredients and, and you know, protein based. They have a toddler formula. Um, and in researching it a little bit deeper, it's not technically uh, FDA approved for under 12 months, but it contains everything that the FDA requires for infants so meaning you know take that as you will fda approval is often very convoluted as as we know right. what gets approved and what doesn't um and this is made from an a2 whole milk so i would wait until like six months plus to do this uh, but it could be something great to bridge the gap if you know you were planning to breastfeed through 12 months and and have supply issues um i'd feel comfortable giving this you know six seven months and and beyond and it's way way cleaner than any of the other ones on the market um i was also going to say the weston a price formula um, recipe that would probably like if i had been in this situation which we made it my you know 12 month goal of of breastfeeding 12 months and like two weeks i think it was um but i would have done either the the weston a price which is goat milk based and and certainly you know labor intensive in terms of having to like mix it and, Mm -hmm. and batch it um, or I likely would have done donor milk. Um, right. That's what I say. Lila Leche. Yeah. Lila Leche is probably yep. where I would say it would be the biggest go-to because a lot of the formulas, again, you know, we've organized and tried to comb through logistics of, you know, is it organic? Obviously, it would be a priority what milk type they're using, and we would prefer whole over skim. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre and probiotics, you know, I think prebiotics are almost essential because you can't really add another prebiotic. You can definitely add probiotics. Mm-hmm. But we know those human milk oligosaccharides are really huge as far as really setting the imprint of good gut flora for the baby. Um, and then again, the dance is just like, does it have palm oil? Does it have maltodextrin? Most will have maltodextrin. Right. We'll see. Um, and then, you know, is there the EPA, DHA? DHA often will only be there, but you can always add in like the Weston A. Price recipe uses cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. You can always add a DHA into your formula because I do think those quality fats in a formula approach would be necessary. Um, and then we're looking at even like, uh, are there synthetic nutrients added and, and, um, so forth. So even in the cleaner options, the problem is we're going to see binders, fillers, stabilizers. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, sunflower lecithin and and, and lecithins and that have function um we know especially like we think of like phosphatidylcholine and and impacts like that 
Um, but I think good, better, best, I would say Leila Leche. Um, we could, we'll link the three that I mentioned again, which are uh, Kenda, Mill, Hip, and Hole. And then we'll also link this Serenity Kids. This would be the ones that I'd say would be considerations. Yep. But don't worry, Bill Gates is coming out with like a fake human milk, isn't he? Oh my goodness. <laughs> we won't go there today. I can't. <laughs> Along with the fake meat though. There's, my eyes there's, just got um, huge. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm, um, I'm in that mindset of like less of the Fauci lies conversation, more of the immune system works yep. conversation. Yep. Yep. <laughs> less of the scary dark stuff, totally. more of the what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about that actually. That was um, a listener question they were like how does Allie stay so positive and keep your stuff together um through this season so how do you continue to be the light when things you know seem so dark and and especially like not seeing an end in sight to it yeah yeah I think that the the simple question or the simple answer to the question would be stop looking. Uh-huh. Is that bad? I, I, I feel like, you know, honestly, it's been such a interesting influence the bad season has had on me and it the, the positives may very well outweigh the negatives. And it sounds kind of radical to say that, but when I sit and kind of reflect in my space, I have absolutely grown closer in my relationship to God. I have absolutely grown closer in my understanding of what vital needs I have as a human, as a mother, as a wife. Um, and that means like I need access to nature. I need to witness God's glory on a daily basis. That means sunrises and sunsets. That means slowing down. And, um, I think prior to the bad season, I was, uh, doing so many things that felt good and and were good and still were, um, high integrity or in alignment with my principles, but still very driven by secular culture or, um, expectations of quote unquote norm, um, maybe more ego driven or things that like seemed sexy or hot and fast, like travel and this and that. And now I'm really starting to kind of take a pivot back of being present, being at peace with the moment and, and focusing on pivoting when I hit a roadblock. And so it's like, okay, if I don't want my daughter wearing a mask at school, I'm going to find a school that doesn't mandate masks and get my child in that Mm -hmm. school. (laughs) If I cannot do that and that ever changes, I will find a way to educate my child in a pod like environment. Um, and, and so I think it's not always, I, I think that this relocation has helped us a lot in that as far as opening new doors and creating, um, a opportunity for growth and, and new, um, as has, again, I think spiritually, emotionally, my reigniting of my relationship with God and reading the Bible and, and being connected with the understanding that the same God that was in charge the day that said, let there be light is the same God that's in charge today. And sometimes when I think that there's demonic individuals in charge of things or things are really dark or heavy or Bill Gates is making lab meat or whatever, I have to just trust that there's something good Mm -hmm. from that that will come and the awareness is going to create a stronger, robust spirit. And um, so I've stopped going down the rabbit hole of 
the what I know to be dark, low vibration shit, honestly. Um, I've stopped obsessing about the lies that are going on in government, the lies that are going on in the medical industrial complex, and just really focusing on the, okay, here we are, what can we do? And so I'm hopeful that as we continue to share information, you know, on maybe necessarily some elements of the bad season, we still have to call it juxtapositions. Like, you know, this is what you're hearing. This is why this doesn't work. But without doing it in a sense that has any fear or any anger. Sure. I think fear was easy for me to alleviate, but I held anger mm-hmm. for a while. And I'm finally at a really peaceful space of like, if I'm scrolling to see what, again, these ideas of like like the breadcrumbs, right? If I'm right. scrolling to see what is happening in today's, news feed or today's policy or xyz that's ultimately low vibration and i need to turn up the volume of light and love and goodness and turn down the volume on secular stuff that's just going to be dampening to my spirit okay so i think the answer is take your social media off your phone which is <laughs> like the first patreon yeah. honestly that's, yeah, yeah that's why i'm super stoked about patreon because i'm like you know what like i can just share things right without having to be on right. this thing right. this device yeah 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 all right. Um, this one is from JD Moody 09. Any special supplements to take after a hysterectomy? Okay. So any surgery mm-hmm. in Flamazyme is totally key because this works with tissue inflammation. Um, and so it's going to help with tissue recovery, less susceptibility to adhesions or scarring. Um, so inflamazyme after hysterectomy or any surgical procedure should be taken at like eight a day for at least four weeks um, and then can be brought down to like four a day or so forth. Um, You can also proactively use inflammazyme if you're dealing with like tissue fibroids um, or cysts in the body at that kind of higher dose. Um, For pain management and further anti-inflammatory effects, super turmeric would be a great one to bring in so that you don't have to go on the addictive pain medicines. Um, Also the super turmeric is gonna support the detox from the anesthesia, which would be helpful. And then Bronco Detox would be a good one to kind of get in there to support hormone rebalance. And I'd also say relax and regulate for that reason. The myo-inositol in there, going to be, especially if it's partial and we still have ovaries mm-hmm. intact, um, really good way to kind of help that whole area of tissue to feel safe and sound. Um, and gosh, I would say probiotics. Check out the pre and post surgery protocol. We have a surgery protocol and also that podcast yeah. episode um, that we can link in the show notes. But um, on Allie Miller RD, um, we're trying to refocus and get more protocols up there. Always, if you guys have a high area of need, we have right now an immune cold flu and virus protocol. We have an estrogen dominant protocol. Um, and then the pre and post surgery. Is there one more, Becky? Or is that it? I know I was working on a thyroid one, which I'm still I working like on there is for like th- six months. I don't know what it is. Okay. There's a couple on I, there. I really don't. I'm so like, you yeah. can check them out under the I learn. I put them up there, but. Yeah, they're under the <laughs> learn <question>. tab um, <laughs> at AllieMillerRD.com. All right. Um, should we and do? One last one. Yeah, go ahead. Because I know you got to pick up your meat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. skip over which these one do? COVID ones because we've got enough, um, enough on that. Should we do this? thyroid one sure all right um top tips for a new diagnosis of Hashimoto's like where do I start 
Okay, so I always think Hashimoto's thyroiditis is inflammation of the thyroid when we're talking about an autoimmune activity. So we always want us to assess the stress connection when we're talking autoimmune. Often autoimmune diseases come after high stress demand and the immune system literally is like, who's the foreign invader? Let me at him, let me at him, boom, and just starts attacking your own body. And then the type of autoimmune disease is based on what area is being attacked. Um, so I would definitely dig into the stress and thyroid connection. And so when we're looking at supplemental support, Adaptogen Boost is fabulous. This has the cordyceps, panax, ginseng, and rhodiola. Um, we can see really great resilience to stress, um, and we can also see the um, prevention for the oxidative damage from stress. So there's the antioxidant capacity of these compounds. Um, we, we know that these three in combination can actually help to reduce the reverse T3, which is like the breaks to the thyroid hormone increase antioxidant status, support brain function, and even help with metabolism. So if the thyroid is off, we might be seeing some weight gain and things like that. Adaptogen boost, cellular antiox would be another star of the show with the N-acetylcysteine and glutathione. Um, we know that specifically the glutathione has been shown in studies to have a direct role in the deiodinization, um, the deiodinase enzyme pathway that activates the dormant T4 into the active free T3. Um, so getting that cellular antiox can actually help with activating or turning on your thyroid hormone. And then we know also the NAC in there is um, really fabulous right now seasonally for immune health as viral support and expectorant for cold flu and virus. And then there's even B6 in there to aid with activation and conversion of the NAC into glutathione to get more of that boost. Um, relax and regulate would be another one. We think minerals when we think of thyroid health. So we're getting the magnesium bisglycinate in the relax and regulate. And then um, we know that magnesium helps with the production of our thyroid hormone as well as conversion and activation. And then you are getting that myo-inositol in there, um, which has actually been shown also in research to maintain optimal thyroid function for individuals specifically with thyroiditis, so that inflammatory mechanism. I would note our thyroid optimizer would be key here as well because that's going to have iodine, selenium, and zinc in there. Another powerhouse for the immune season mm -hmm. that we were talking about. Like I just take one thyroid optimizer on top of my <laughs> already running list to get the increased minerals there, um, especially for kind of a zinc supplement. Yeah, during what, 25 milligrams, 25 milligrams per mm -hmm. two. So mm -hmm. taking one is, is pretty good solid. Good insurance on top of too. my multi. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, so those are all good things. And then in the world of stress, we also think of leaky gut with the autoimmune. So bringing gluten out and reducing your grains in general, but gluten itself can interfere with uh, thyroid mimicking and can drive more inflammation in the thyroid gland. So that would be one that'd be really tight on. Um, you don't even have to do food sensitivity testing. If you have a thyroid disorder, you have to go gluten-free. Yeah. Um, and I think that was another question with some people had asked about like Ezekiel oh, breads yeah. and yeah. Dave's, Dave's killer, killer bread. bread. The big thing I watch for is good, better, best. And, and I'd say if you do well with sprouted grains, maybe that would be okay to consider, but make sure you don't have any thyroid issues and you don't have any leaky gut issues because lectins will be higher. Um, and, um, especially if any of those breads have any like vital wheat gluten added to them, uh -huh. which a lot of organic products still do. And that would yeah. be a heavier kind of punch to your gut lining and thyroid. So be mindful of that. And then the other piece of Hashimoto's is just watching your exercise so you don't go too hard, getting enough sleep, 
getting that parasympathetic safe space. So maybe get a spot in my adrenal rehab program, which runs Evergreen as a digital program. Um, That's a great option to really kind of reset that fight or flight stress response. And we have a whole blog on the thyroid stress connection, which I think eventually will become a thyroid protocol. (laughs) Yes. I swear I've been working on that protocol for six months. There's just other things that keep taking the priority. It will come. It will come. Awesome. So hopefully all of you listening feel confident to go into this Halloween season with some swag and some techniques to navigate your household to reduce the sugar impact. Again, when you have that refined sugar, um, so even if it's clean, we want to be mindful of our overall carbohydrate and refined sugar intake because that disengages the immune system. We actually see those neutrophils, those white blood cells kind of going off guard, and that can have a huge impact on cold, flu, and virus season and how resilient your household is. Um, So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We gave you lots of different tips and tricks and resources, and we will catch you next week. But as always, if you are enjoying the show, go on over to wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review with a sentence or two on what you're digging. And um, you can check out all of the links in the show note. And most things will be found at AllieMillerRD.com. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.